Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Carnahan, the voice of the ASWF, and joined here in studio by Mr. Brad Hicks, our special guest here tonight. Brad, uh, we had some technical difficulties, that's why we're not doing the Facebook Live thing tonight, but how are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing pretty good, Michael. Uh, still having a little bit of audio issue, it sounds like, but uh, it's par for the course uh, when the weather's like it is out here in Arkansas tonight. Absolutely. Of course, everything wants to go ahead and screw up whenever right before the show. But I'm definitely looking forward to getting your opinion on some of the uh, on some of the matchups we got going on this Saturday Night Live at the Valiant Arena. Uh, Lots of lots of competitive contests coming up, including the Golden Ticket Battle Royal coming up this Saturday night. And, I mean, you personally, of all people, know just what that golden ticket can do for someone's career. Well, I mean, you know, unfortunately I do. And the circumstances that uh, that we executed the golden ticket uh, when I was uh, with Mark Wolf, um, you know, very, very dirty tactics. But, you know, at that time we did what we thought was right, and, and obviously it was wrong. Uh, but yeah, it's it's super important. It's it's your gateway to anything. I mean, I think that you know the fans of ASWF have seen what the Golden Ticket can do. I mean, in in an unprecedented move uh, from El Ray to to garner tag team gold. Now, obviously, probably a little bit difficult task when you you know combine the Golden Ticket with also having to find a tag team partner, uh, but. You know, it it speaks volumes to the power that that briefcase 
uh, and that golden ticket that carry, um, you pretty much can pick a time and, and, and choosing of your choosing. I mean, you know, pick a time and whenever you want to go and garner whatever belt and or match you would like. And, and, and if that means you step in after, um, you know, let, let's just put it to you this way. You know, obviously we have, uh, the big MMA ma- uh, rules match with uh, the Suicide King and, and Insane Shane. And let's just say that uh, Insane Shane was your heavyweight champion. Um, he goes into a brutal MMA-style match with the Suicide King, and and he's worn out afterwards. You can cash that in. So, obviously, this battle royal is going to be something that anyone and everyone that's in the indie promotion or indie wrestling scene in the state of Arkansas is going to have their eyes on if they want to garner, you know, some notoriety, because let's be honest, there's a lot of promotions out there, Michael. Uh, But the ASWF is heading into its 20th year anniversary show here in April. And with heartbreak just around the corner, we're talking what, two days away. You're right. Mm -hmm. It couldn't be even more exciting. And, And to be honest with you, Michael, I hate that I've missed three weeks. Um, I've, I've been in talks with some people down at ASWF. Uh, I, I kind of want to come in and I want to watch the Suicide King, you know, against Insane Shane. So I might be in the buildings at some point to watch that match. So I can't wait to come back. It's It's been three weeks, and, and, and I kind of miss it down there. Well, we certainly would be very, very thrilled to see you make your return to the Valiant Arena, especially, you know, ever since you've uh, – gotten this new change of uh, attitude, definitely uh, would enjoy seeing you there. Uh, I'm not sure if that's still something new to you, having the crowd actually enjoy seeing you make your presence, but definitely (laughs) would uh, have some fun seeing you there this Saturday night at the Valley Arena because, I mean, that's exactly it. Not only is it that you want to make your appearance back at the Valiant Arena, you know, the whole Arkansas... (laughs) independent wrestling scene is buzzing about what's going to happen this what's going to happen this Saturday night at the Valiant Arena with this MMA rule style matchup and we're going to get to that a little bit later on in the show but I mean this is you know the show the uh, last pit stop as I called it on the way to the anniversary 20 that you mentioned earlier and what a night that they have. I mean, we're, like I said, the Golden Ticket Battle Royal can literally, and I've said this on many occasions, it's almost a guaranteed title. You're carrying around just, it's the briefcase at that point, and then you're right. just waiting for your moment to become the champion. And that's the thing, well, you know, it's literally jump-started careers. Well, yeah, <laughs> I just, I laugh a little bit, Michael. I, I go back to uh Baron Corbin's failed uh, golden ticket, but uh, it's almost a guaranteed title, you know. Um, for the most part, 99.9% of the time, you know, you will achieve what you set out to achieve, you know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you want a taco match. You could probably, you know, turn that in for that. But, uh, you know, Michael, it's, it's interesting, you know, before we delve into the ASWF card, you know, I got to thinking um, about – the wrestling scene in the state of Arkansas. I mean, Thursday night, this Thursday night, tomorrow night, uh, Rumors Bar and Grill in Hot Springs are going to have a show. 
uh, Friday night up in that part of the state. You you can go see SECW. Uh, you know, then ASWF on Saturday night, and then you can come back down here for, for LFW in Bryan, Arkansas. If you're a wrestling fan, it is a great, great time to be alive in the state of Arkansas uh, with with wrestling going on. And, uh, you know, and I say that to say this, that it it also dawned on me that the ASWF, and, and this is something that I've grown to appreciate, is always pushing the boundaries uh, when it comes to innovation in indie wrestling and I think this is the first time, Michael, that, that the ASWF is going to stay. That's why I want to be down there to watch that is to step away from your traditional wrestling and introduce MMA into the sport of professional wrestling. I mean, this isn't going to be your, you know, collar and elbow tie-ups, your hurricanranas. This is going to be a legit MMA-style match, people. Um, and that's why I think it's so critical for, you know, Ray, I know we're going to delve into that match later, but, I mean, that's see, let's get this buzz going. I mean, Ray needs some support because he is entering uh, against a guy that does this, you know, for a living. So, I mean, but to, the breaking the innovation boundaries is what ASWF has always been about, and I, and I applaud Joey Britt for, for making that happen and the changes and, and things that he's made to the ASWF. And uh, I can't wait. But I really honestly, have, have you heard anything, Michael? Have you heard any surprise names in the battle royal that, that we haven't seen already? I mean, I've been trying to follow it, but, you know, it's been really difficult, you know, being outside the, the circle uh, as I have been. Well, I mean, when the ASWF announced the Golden Ticket Battle Royal earlier this week, the office has been buzzing with people coming in and out of the door trying to get in. But that is something, you know, just about – you can just about guarantee anybody that does not hold a professional a ASWF championship will be eligible to be in this battle role. So you're not going to want to sleep on just about anybody making their way to the uh, Valiant Arena this Saturday night for ASWF Heartbreak. I mean, we could see – we could see faces we haven't seen in a while. We could see quite a few different people. And that's what makes these Golden Ticket Battle Royals so so exciting because you never know who you're going to see whenever that clock strikes zero and the next person enters. You never know who's going to be the next person to hit, hit the curtain. Right. You know, and the last time that I was in at ASWF, it was for a great cause with for the benefit of 80 Sky. And uh, to my knowledge, uh, he's, uh, you know, still on the road to recovery. And, and I was so pleased that the fans stepped up and, and the ASWF stepped in and, and raised uh, the amount of money they did for uh, AD. I mean, it was, it was heartwarming. But, you know, speaking of AD Sky, I mean, and, and guys that have kind of, you know, you mentioned myself, flipping script and, and turning their, their ways around to the right way. A guy that could easily – be seen as a factor in this match if he chooses to be in it is a former tag team champion in Max Stone. Uh, you know, I don't know if he's going to be there. Like I said, I, I, I'm clueless, Michael. You know more than I do, which is it's really weird to, to say that, you know, having had my hand on the pulse of the ASWF for uh, what would have been five years in, in August. Um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun to go into uh, this show as a as a fan, uh, I'm looking forward to it. You know, um, obviously, you know, 
you you know what's been going on on social media. Uh, <laughs> apparently, I can't. Uh, apparently, I can't. You know, enjoy things. You know, Michael, without the infamous one. You know, trying to come in and uh, peeing on Cheerios and whatnot. But I, I'm going to look past all that, Michael. I'm going to come down there. I'm going to be a fan. I'm going to enjoy the moment. And I'm going to enjoy the show, and I really honestly cannot wait uh, to see who wins the golden ticket. I, I don't know. I would say, how, I mean, do, do we have a favorite? I mean, is there a perennial favorite around the office up there or in the building, Michael? I mean, is there a buzz going? I mean, have you heard anything? Well, I mean, probably the two biggest favorites are uh, obviously the Titans of Violence. A lot of people think that it's going to be hard to get either of them gentlemen over the top rope. But, you know, another one that you've mentioned that's kind of become one of the favorites is uh, the greatest gym known to man, Mr. Backstone. And, you know, that would that would certainly catapult his career into a higher trajectory. And it's interesting you mention him. Because Max came to the office uh, this past week, I believe it was uh, Tuesday or yesterday, and he actually uh, sat down with the commissioner and he said, sir, I want to issue an open challenge this Saturday night at ASWF Heartbreak. So, uh, you know, the commissioner has obliged, and that is another matchup that we can formally announce. Max Stone, the greatest gym known to man, is going to be issuing an open challenge to anybody, any professional wrestler in the state of Arkansas to come out to ASWF Heartbreak and uh, test your skills against the greatest gym known to man. Oh, wow, that's going to be great. And, you know, it's even when, and I say, you know, when when Max was misguided to a degree, he was a threat. He was a perennial favorite in every single match. Um, he, you know, a tag team champion, and he honestly defended the tag team championship uh, without his tag team partner at the time, AD Sky. Uh, and so now that he's got the support of the fans behind him, which is very uplifting, Michael, uh, I-, I wasn't fully aware of that. Uh, until uh, Christmas with a clause, and I came to understand exactly what the fans mean. But that's that's even uh, that that's a more dangerous cocktail for any potential opponent to Max Stone because you know there's there's something to be said about uh, a man who's driven like the element of perfection, um, or excuse me, the greatest gym known to man, former element of perfection. There's something to be said when you take that type of athlete and you put the will and the determination guided by those fans that just blow the roof off the place for each and every one of the competitor superstars that they uh, cheer for. It's a driving factor, and, and it makes him even more dangerous, I think, than before. Well, and I mean, that's the uh, thing about Max Stone. Max Stone, since... Uh, embracing the fans, so to speak. And, you know, since Tyler Knight did what Tyler Knight did, uh, you know, it it seems like it's actually honestly benefited Max Stone to lose the ASWF tag team titles. It's benefited his career more so. He's been on a roll since he uh, split from Tyler Knight and lost the ASWF tag team titles to Taco Hell. It's almost like he's been – 
it's almost like he's been humbled a little bit by the experience of finally losing those ASWF tag team titles. Uh, d- definitely, uh, you know, and, and that's the thing. I can speak from experience uh, on that humbling experience, you know. It, it does, Michael. When you're what you feel like is on top of the mountain, uh, as Max was and, and I felt that I was, and you lose, you know, you, you, you go from being, you know, up here to down here and you look, you know, when you hit that bottom, that, that plateau of law lo- after a loss, you know, you look around and it's just you, you know, everybody's left you that said they were supported, you know, when you were on top and, and, and you, you, it does, it humbles you, you know, uh, and I think that's that's a that's the greatest thing that could have happened to Max. I think that his career is is blossoming, you know, tenfold because of that uh, that attitude change uh, and his direction as to where he was taking himself in regards to the fans and and his career and that type of direction. So absolutely, Michael. I mean, humbling is 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 a great thing. You are right about that, and I mean, I certainly am, for one, glad to see the change in Max Stone, and I look forward to seeing how he uh, works out in the singles competitors, and, you know, one of the titles he very well could have his eye on in the near future will be on the line this Saturday night, the Evolution Championship, Uh, an I Quit match, Asa Morta, the Mistress of Mayhem, is going to challenge Excalibur. Somebody's going to say I quit, but the new stipulation that's been thrown out from uh, Excalibur's camp or Infamous Inc., Excalibur has said he wants to put the title on the line, but he won't do so unless Asa Morta puts something on the line. And uh, it's been announced that Asa Morta, the mistress of mayhem, will put her mask on the line. It'll be title versus mask. In an I Quit match this Saturday night, the Mistress of Mayhem versus Excalibur. And boy, I tell you, uh, it's going to be a barn burner because you've seen Asa Morta. We've all been very impressed by Asa Morta. You know, she's been around this Evolution title picture for the better part of a year now. And she, there's no quit in Asa Morta. But at the same time, there's really no quit in Excalibur either. So it's going to be interesting to see what it's going to take for one of these individuals to be able to force the other to utter those unthinkable words. And, and you know, I uh, I, I don't <clears> – yeah, forgive me, Mike. I'm sorry. We go from Christmas time to summertime within a 24-hour <laughs> time period, so – it's uh, it's been kind of rough, but uh, you know I don't know if if either one of those two competitors uh, is capable of saying I quit. You know, obviously Asa Morta coming out of the Manai, um, no stranger to sadistic, um, insane. Uh, I don't know. There's, <laughs> I mean, there's uh, tons of adjectives that you could use uh, and descriptive terms. But, uh, you know, then there's Excalibur, and it being announced, I, you know, I watched the, the show from last week uh, on DVD, uh, and 
signing with Infamous Inc. I mean, that's impressive in itself in the aspect of what the Infamous One's been able to is is accomplishing. Um, but and you all, you know, if you're Ace and Morty, you have to kind of wonder, you know, what's going on because I'll be honest with you, you know, you have to keep an eye on what's going on now at this point because it almost feels like with Infamous Inc. in the in the corner now that this may not be a one-on-one match per se. Um, but at the same time, if the mask is on the line, and, and Michael, you're the aficionado when it comes to wrestling, but, you know, people that have never unmasked, uh, that's almost like sacred to them. So uh, what means more to each superstar? The mask for Asa or the Evolution title for uh, Excalibur. If the Evolution title means more to Excalibur than the mask does to Ace and Morta, then obviously you would say Excalibur. But I don't think that the Mistress of Mayhem is interested in taking that mask off. I believe that's a part of her. That's a part of what she is and what she does. And I really give the edge to Ace and Morta in this one. Uh, just on the aspects of, you know, value of what's on the line for each competitor. Plus, that Evolution title, I feel like Asa Morta wants that more. You know, she she was very, very, very good when she held that title. And um, she's still very good. But I'm saying she, you know, Michael, she did everything she could to, to keep that title. And, and unfortunately, she lost it. It happens. But I think she wants that so bad that you couple that with the fact that she's not ready to expose herself to the to the world and, and unveiling of the mask. I think that Excalibur may have bitten off more than he can chew here, even though he's got infamous ink in, in the corner with him. I mean, that in itself is worth the $5 admission to see a match like that. Oh, I completely agree with that statement. The thing is, you know, the Evolution title in and of its own right, and you spoke about the mask, and you were completely dead right about everything you said. But with that being said, also you've got to think about the power that comes with being the Evolution champion. And right now, the infamous ink, it has that power. And think about the pressure that is on Excalibur's shoulders right now with how much Infamous Inc. wants to keep that title in their grasp. Uh, and let me tell you, I know for a fact that the Infamous One is drilling that in the head of uh, his client, Excalibur, right now. The fact that, you know, that title basically means that they run the place right now or at least in some forms, they run the place. Obviously, though, you did mention, and not sure about it being a one-on-one encounter, another thing I want to hit on that, you know, you may be forgetting about, but Asa Morta is part of the Manai. And uh, where Asa Morta goes, uh, the psychotic savior and the unhinged Will Cage are sure to follow if she needs backup. So, I mean, that's something that I believe could neutralize that threat. Here's the thing that I look back on is the fact that Excalibur won that title back in December in a submission match. 
where Asa Morta didn't submit. She didn't say, I quit. She didn't tap out. She didn't do anything. She passed out. It was a judgment call from the official. So the thing is with this whole situation, it's a little difficult for me to say that it's a little difficult for me to say that Asa Morta would say those words, but at the same time, Excalibur has so many ways to hurt you and so many ways to make you just to break you mentally that I'm honestly not sure what uh, what it's going to take for either of these individuals. I believe this matchup is just, you got to call it a toss-up. Well, you do. And, you know, I think one of the intangibles that I overlooked was, uh, <coughs> excuse me, is that, um, you know, also as gifted an athlete as Excalibur is in a match like this, uh, you, you mentioned Infamous Inc. and you have to go back to, uh, one of the members of Infamous Inc., Insane Chain, who obviously does this for a living, uh, has got to, has had to have, you know, been a, I guess, a sparring partner, uh, a training partner for Excalibur at this point, uh, and helping, you know, put the, the, the golden touch on what was already a pretty golden offensive set for uh, Excalibur. Uh, you know, obviously, um, you can't uh, not discount, you know, discount uh, if, if you if you're good at something and someone else is, is practices the same, you know, uh, skill set or, or you know craft that you do. Maybe they have a way to transition into a hole that you didn't think about, or maybe they can, you know, show you a, a, a shortcut to get to a particular hold or transition. So. You know, you you make a good point, um, and and I'm not just and I'm I, I pleased. I'm not taking away from the Manai and the you know the psychotic savior and the unhinged Will Cage, but I also know that uh, Asa Morta uh, has had this thing recently where she has basically told them that she wanted to do this on her own, um, and obviously they're going to come help her. I would imagine if and and help level the playing field if they need be. But you know, Asa Mort is just one of those competitors that is is one you have to respect. And and if you don't respect her, then you know, then you're you're operating with a black heart because she's she's out there, Michael, to do it her way, and she wants to prove that. And it goes back to I think where we're at in 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 society too, you know she's in a in a pretty much the ASWF with with very limited female talent. Asa Morta's doing things as I guess you could say in a man's world right now, and she's doing them pretty dang good. So I mean my hats off to her, but. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I guess this would be what you would consider a coin toss, given the intangibles that the Infamous Inc. brings uh, on top of what Excalibur has, these two uh, premier athletes. It's going to be interesting to watch, and, and uh, I hope that Asa Morta can find a way to victory. Uh, I don't think that, that the Infamous Inc. needs any power, uh, you know, 
play uh, positions any any more than they already have. So it would please me to no end to see, you know, the infamous one and Excalibur and whoever else uh, crying at the having heartbreak. Let's put it that way. Let's hope that heartbreak is the is the uh, the appropriate name for this show. And that infamous thing suffers uh, multiple heartbreaks uh, February 9th. Oh, I completely, I completely agree with that. And you know, Infamous Inc. Their ears must be burning because uh, the Infamous one active on tw- on uh, Facebook here said, "Can someone please call in to Talk Radio 49? It's ASWF Aftermath, and tell Brad to please shut his butt kissing mouth up." Uh, geez, he is making our ears hurt. And then he put the number three four seven nine eight nine one one seven one on the uh on the post as well but obviously the infamous one before the infamous hour obviously we have him scheduled to come on at the top of the hour did, did you say, uh, did, did, you say did he did he post something michael yes, did he sir. post something before eight o'clock yes he certainly did he must uh he must have had an early dinner because usually he's occupied at the dinner table for at least an hour so uh, he must ate early Right. Uh, certainly going to be <laughs> certainly though going to be an interesting second hour with both of you on. I'm not sure that I'm not sure the chaos won't erupt between the two of you as we all have followed uh, the posts on Facebook this week uh, between the two of you. Definitely some uh, mixed feelings heading into not only this uh, the Evolution Championship match, but Infamous Inc has a busy busy night coming up this Saturday night, including what I believe could possibly steal the show Saturday night. And obviously I'm referring to the TLC match. D-Mike is going to step into a TLC contest against the original misfit, Josh Cross, an ASWF Hall of Famer. Now, Howard. We've all doubted D-Mike before. You know, we've all been worried about the young man heading into a matchup. But he proved us wrong two out of three falls at Christmas with the claws. How do you see this match playing out? Because you know Josh just about better than anybody. How do you see well, this matchup playing out? Uh, here's what I see. You know, obviously, I, I, I saw where uh, it was introduced as a TLC match. And uh, you know, I, I just this one. This one's hard for me. Um, this this one is 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 difficult for me to 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 try to to put out there, Michael. Um, because I know Josh, and and I know what Josh is capable of doing, uh, and I know that. He hides behind the contract that, unfortunately, I helped him obtain, um, where he can't be touched, he can't be fired. There, there's nothing that he will do, or not try to do to, to get the upper hand. Um, you know, unfortunately, he he's attacked the Suicide King. Now, that didn't go so well for him, and the outcome didn't. Uh, happened the way that that uh, at the time we had envisioned, but 
um, Josh is he's corrupt. Um, I almost say he's a coward. Um, you know, he likes to to sneak attack folks. But the thing about it is, is you you talked about D Mike, and there's no reason to doubt D Mike. Um, you know, I witnessed D Mike rip the referee shirt off. And let's be honest, um, a trial by fire, that penitentiary of pain match was something that you would think a guy like D-Mike, who went from being a referee to one of the most brutal matches, I mean, wouldn't you say, Michael, in ASWF history? (laughs) If it wasn't, and now you got me coughing, I guess it's contagious. But I'd say this, if it wasn't, you know, the most brutal match, it was definitely top uh, top three. <laughs> I mean, that thing was a brutal. And, see, that's the thing that a lot of people, you know, I have. I've heard a lot of fans go, what's D-Mike thinking? And see, sure, he knows what he's getting himself into. And that's the thing, and I'm glad you bring up the penitentiary of pain. D-Mike has been in some wars since becoming part of the ASWF roster as a full-time competitor. TLC is going to be something that you don't want to sleep on D-Mike, I guess is what I'm getting at. D-Mike can, because as soon as you sleep on D-Mike, that's when D-Mike's going to get you. And I believe, you know, you can ask Insane Shane. Obviously, he will never admit that he, you know, kind of took it easy on D-Mike for a minute, and it cost him, but, um, you know, that's the thing, D-Mike will be able to prey on your weakness, and well, that's, <laughs> he's got that pillar instinct. Yeah, he does, and, and he's he's young, he's an upstart, uh, and he's got heart, and again, I go back to this. You know, Infamous Inc. can do all that they want to do. They can uh, come out with tanks and and Humvees and B-52 bombers, whatever they want to do. But I'm telling you, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, when you have that group inside that building, called the ASWF fan base, and they are cheering for you, even if you are flatlining, they're going to be that that electric shock to your proverbial, you know, inner heart, your soul, and it's going to get it going again. And, and it's, I'm telling you, Michael, it is, it's a power that if you, that once you harness that power, and D-Mike's able, been able to do that, it's impressive. I mean, it is. It to me, it's one of the greatest things I've ever experienced uh, in, in watching what it did. I mean, we've seen so many people, superstars in ASWF, on the brink of of elimination, uh, loss, whatever, and they get that that what is it? I guess in sports, it's that second wind, that second breath of of life, that that one fleeting moment that just and then it's over, and, and they're victorious. And and again, you know, he's gone through the penitentiary of pain. He took out, you know, that's one thing that that big boy over there in Infamous Inc. 
has to sleep on every night that his boy in St. Shane lost two out of three to D-Mike. So I hope you sleep well with that. I hope you put a side of fries and salt with that two out of three loss, pal. Because at the end of the night, and I can promise you this, I will promise you this, at the end of the night, D-Mike will beat Josh Cross. Mark Mauer, if you're a gambling man, Michael, bet on it. Bet on it right now. I'm telling you right now. Well, and that's the that's the thing, you know. You you talk about, and I'm going to call it what it is, the resiliency of D-Mike. It's something we've never seen before in the ASWF. I mean, and then the athleticism. Uh, can you imagine what's going to happen when these two individuals step inside of a ring and uh, you add a ladder to that? Good Lord. I mean, well, that's just. <laughs> I, I and mean, that's the scary the part, Michael. Think about the athletic stuff, Brad, we've already seen from Dean Mike. Now you're going to give the man a ladder? You can bet something crazy is going to happen. Well, and that's the scary thing, too, is you've got, you know, D-Mike is not, uh, in stature, is not a small ma- a small man. You know, he's not the tallest man in the world, but he's he's built, you know. He's, he's built for the long haul. But now you got a guy like Josh Cross, who's a big guy. But he's Josh Cross to me, and, and I hate talking good about Josh Cross, but you got to give the devil his due at times. He to me, he moves like a cruiserweight. Um, he can fly around. He he takes risks, and you know, give him the utensils uh, of destruction like a ladder or a table or a chair. <laughs> and he's just as, as dangerous. Um, but again, um, I believe that it's time for Demont. I, I believe this is the the 2019 is the year of the Sauce King, as, as he likes to call himself. So, uh, to me, you know, Michael, I think this. I mean, let's see, we've got a battle royal, and then we have the Ace of Morda match with. Uh, Excalibur and, and D-Mike versus Josh Cross and the Ray match with, with Shane. I mean, it, it, why are we not – I mean, why is ASWF not charging $20 for this show? Five bucks for, for what we've talked about so far? Holy cow. This is like – I mean, are we sure this isn't the anniversary show? I mean, this is huge. <laughs> This is going to be huge, and you know better than anybody the atmosphere when uh, a certain segment of the crowd gets there once a year. This is, I mean, and that right there alone, can you imagine the atmosphere in that building with Harding University there uh, when they set this TOD match up? Good Lord. Oh, this is Oh, this is good. I mean, this is like, uh, I mean, are we, I mean, is it, I mean, is it February? Because I feel like this is Christmas again. I mean, this is going to be, if you're an independent, I mean, wrestling fan, period, and you're anywhere within the area or, or traveling and, and can get there, this is going to be amazing. That building is going to be electric. 
and the matches are going to be top notch. Uh, and I forgot. I mean, I totally forgot about Harding University being there. Um, and so you add that, uh, you know, you're going to get the the greatest chance. You're going to get the costumes that they wear are incredible. You know, the select few that that dress up sometimes like you know, uh, you know, their favorite wrestling characters from current, uh, past, and present. I mean, Michael, this is going to be the place to be Saturday night. I'm telling you right now. But, uh, you know, going back real quick, um, if I had to give a prediction, I know I told you to, to bet on it, but I like D-Mike in this match. Um, I, I like the the fact that he's, you know, younger. I, I think he's proven that he can just about endure anything. Uh, the only thing that that I see potentially in, against D Mike are outside factors, and we know what that is. Absolutely, and you can bet that uh, you can bet that Infamous Inc is going to keep a close eye on the uh, on the proceedings inside of this TLC match. But you know, the thing is, uh, that's actually kind of sad to me. In the fact that all you have to do is go back almost a year ago, ASWF Anniversary 19, an Evolution title triple threat ladder match. It was Ray Ray versus uh, Insane Shane versus Josh Cross. Josh Cross is not unfamiliar with ladder matches. You know, this will obviously be D-Mike's first ladder-style uh, matchup. And, you know, that'll obviously play well into the factor and give an advantage to Josh Cross because he's been in tons of them. But, uh, I mean, all you have to do, that thing's still fresh in my memory like it happened yesterday, and it happened almost a year ago now. It's one of those things that Josh Cross is going to put his body through hell and you've got to respect it almost as a as uh, somebody who wants to uh, advance themselves in the ASWF. You got to respect what Josh Cross and D Mike both are willing to put their bodies through. This is a career altering is this TLC contest that these two are fixing to go into come Saturday night, and I'm not sure that careers won't be shortened in this case. And you're, you know, you're right. Um, you're absolutely right. You know, you know, as much as you want to to go into this thing thinking that that uh, D Mike's just lock, stock, and barrel going to be the, the the victor, you do have to take into account again experience, the outside factors. But you know, I just uh, I don't know. And the other thing, the one thing that I that that I forgot about. <laughs> Uh, was the there is a particular sticky situation involved in all of this that that Josh Cross probably still boils about anytime he goes to Home Depot or he goes to the hardware store or he goes to tape Christmas presents up and that's that duct tape that taught him that last man standing match. I mean, that's one of the things too, that you have to throw out there is, is Josh Cross has been on a vengeance against D Mike since 
learning about the the duct tape um, that D Mike dropped out there uh, and Ray used to to ultimately secure victory uh, in that match. So you know D Mike's got an uphill battle for sure, but uh, I'm fairly confident that uh, D Mike has what it takes. And and I think this is going to be as we're as you talk about the road to the anniversary show, I think you're gonna be watching, you know, D Mike's road to the next level in the ASWF. And that's just my honest opinion on it. As good as Josh Cross is and as driven and as determined and as experienced as he is, I I really honestly think that 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 he's going to to do what he can, but I just don't think he has enough Saturday night to, to beat D Mike, uh, Michael. I just I don't, and and I would say that I'll say that in, in the infamous hour, the infamous minute, whatever. I'll tell him, you know, straight up to his face that that Josh Cross is is not going to win against D Mike, and 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 I and I, I wholeheartedly believe that. Well, I mean that's certainly something. Uh... That's certainly something to talk about because right now, if I've got my uh, stats correct, you have the infamous uh, you have infamous ink going zero and two so far uh, Saturday <laughs> night at uh, Heartbreak. So definitely, that would be one of the uh, that would definitely be putting some shockwaves through infamous ink so far. But uh, another matchup that uh, seems like almost, and we talked about this last week on Aftermath, it seems like almost a last opportunity. The Tornado Tag Team Triangle title match between the Titans of Violence, Leo Keegan and Heinzman, the Vinson Brothers, and Taco Hell. This thing going to be wild. I mean, we're talking about six competitors, all legal at the same time. And the first one that grabs the pinfall is going to be the ASWF Tag Team Champions. That's just a recipe for chaos, especially with the monsters that are the Titans of Violence in there. Oh, yeah. Um, again, uh, not two of my favorite people. Um, definitely, you know, speaking of bad attitudes. Uh, but size-wise, uh Keegan and Heinzman both together uh, are are going to be hard to stop, uh, no matter who you put in there. Um, you know the Vincent brothers, the 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 you know the up and coming darlings of the tag team division that have had their opportunities and have been close, but have not you know hit that crest yet that that tip of the mountain they're they're almost there you know it's kind of like the price is right game cliffhanger you know they just they're they're like 20 cents short it seems like every single time of of getting to that zero amount Uh, but you know and then you 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 look at taco hell and and i'm not so sold though that there's cohesion fully there they've looked good they've retained their titles They, they and they won the titles but I don't – I'm just not sure, you know. It's one of those things where uh, – how long had that team been been in, in the making? You know, so there's a factor. And all of this goes to, you know, the size factor, the cohesion factor, the and other factors point me to believe 
that the Titans of violence have to be the favorites. But then I go back and I look at, you know, the Cataclysm and, and El Ray, both accomplished, uh, you know, wrestlers in singles competition. And they, they found a way to make this work between the two of them. Um, but then I look at the Vincent brothers who were so close and, and, and Michael, it's got to be eating at them. That that they're so close, that they're so close, and then you go to social media and you see the that uh, Heinzman is just absolutely berating the Vincent brothers like they have no chance. So that has to stick in their mind at some point. You have to go, you know, where we're being so we're not, you know, it's like the little the little train engine that couldn't, you know, could uh, to me. And I think that at the end of the day, that this is going to be the time that the Vincent brothers shine. Um, and I think they're going to again uh, accomplish something that they that they set out to do when they formed this tag team, you know, alliance. And I think that the Vincent brothers capture tag team gold and uh, set a precedence in the tag team division. Obviously, you know, they're going to be the, the Titans of Violence aren't going to go away, you know. But and and I'm sure Taco Hell won't go away either. So there's always going to be a threat looming, but. I think Saturday night it's going to be heartbreak for Taco Hell and the Titans of Violence, and we're going to get to finally see what the Vincents can do as tag team champions. Well, and that's the thing that makes this so interesting. You know, we keep talking about how there's a log jam at the top of the rankings for the ASWF tag team titles. You know, originally uh, the Vincent brothers had earned this title shot and uh, by defeating Taco Hell in a non-title contest, and they earned this shot, and now all of a sudden the Vincent brothers have got, or excuse me, uh, the Titans of Violence had in, have inserted themselves into this tag team title match because of the logjam that's occurred and their dominance. They've kind of inserted themselves and forced the hand of ASWF management to put them in this matchup. Here's the thing, though. You know, the Vincent brothers have always been able to do it whenever it was non-title. The question is, can they this Saturday night, will they be able to do it when the lights are turned on the brightest? Will they be able to do it? Will they finally be able to crash through that proverbial glass ceiling and win the ASWF Tag Team Championships, and of course, I see you've seen it, but the infamous one, once again, Michael Carnahan, please, the ratings are going down on Aftermath. Someone stop this now. Hang up the phone. Someone call in, 347-989-1171. Say to Brad, stop the stuttering Stanley and rambling on about nothing. He is killing Aftermath. Brad, you've got about nine minutes remaining. I do ask obviously, that you keep it civil in the infamous hour and uh, obviously allow him to get his stuff out. But uh, definitely the infamous one's not shying away from uh, going head-to-head with you here in the second hour. Well, I mean, (laughs) the stuttering Stanley. I mean, has he, like, found a thesaurus or something? Has he been watching like PBS or some old movies and, and picking up on phrases and, and things? I, I mean, or, or does he finally use that money? Does he fi- is he finally using that money uh, to actually like pay a publicist to type for him? 
because he's kind of making sense, but he's not making sense because I don't really think that aftermath is the ratings are going down because I'm saying what I'm having to say. Now, in the infamous hour, they may drop to an all-time low because we're going to hear the same rhetoric that we hear each and every week when he comes on. My client's this, my client's that. Golden Crow's 1495, whatever, I don't care. You're absolutely right. I'm going to be civil. I'm going to let him get his talk in. I'm going to let him say what he has to say. I'm going to enjoy a good laugh at 90% of what he has to say. And, you know, I'm not going to revert to the preschool tactics that he's probably going to bring to the show, and he's probably going to call me out, and he's going to threaten me with violence. And I don't know who he is or who he's got with him, and if it's a, they're an all-powerful group. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm ready for it, Michael. But at the end of the day, you know, heartbreak is a definition that he needs to really look up. Uh, because I believe he's going to have to find coping mechanisms at the end of February 9th going into February 10th because he's not going to like what happens. I can promise you that. Well, and I mean, that's something that, you know, he may very well have to cope with is what happens life after heartbreak this Saturday night in the Valiant Arena. But getting back into this Tornado Tag Team match, one thing we haven't really focused on is Taco Hell, the current tag team champion heading into this thing. And one thing I want to kind of get in, uh, get your thoughts on as a person who has uh, directed the careers of individuals in professional wrestling before, Taco Hell has kind of seemed to fall on hard times since uh, becoming tag team champions. You know, things have kind of been on the skids a little bit for Taco Hell since winning those tag team titles. They haven't really had the most impressive win-loss record. What are you telling these guys to get them ready for Saturday night if if you're in their corner? What would you tell these guys? Well, if I'm in their corner, um, let 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 me put it to you this way first. You know, and I think this is where I will give the infamous one credit where credit is due. Uh, that's what guys like the infamous one and myself, we used, he does, and I used to do, is you, you're, you're not really coaching talent uh, with, you know, based on, or I guess, with talent technique. They know how to do that. What you're doing in the tag team division. And what me, what I had done and in, in when I was managing and, and what I'm sure the infamous one does now or and he did back then when, when obviously, you know, in, in my checkered past uh, when I was with him at the infamous deal uh, was you, you managed egos. And being in singles competition, I found it easier to do because there wasn't another person there. Uh, to defend a certain title or whatnot. In tag team, though, when you have two accomplished superstars like uh, Cataclysm and El Ray, you really they know what to do when the lights come on and the bell rings. You don't have to basically tell them what to do there. You basically have to manage or coach them on how to be able to interact with each other and say, guys, you know, basically have to instill in them the fact that this is a tag team and that they are there because of both of them combined, not just 
because of this person or, or this person. So you have to manage egos at that point. And so if I was leading the taco hell into this match, you know, I would tell El Ray, El Ray, Cataclysm, he's, he's a heavy, he was a former heavyweight champion. Uh, you know, he's just, you know, and, and then I would look, El Ray, you know, you did this. You basically have to, to find the, the level where those two egos, you know, come together like a puzzle. And it's very hard to do, and I think that's why uh, certain teams fold and, and certain teams, you know, go gold. And, and I think that the two of them, you know, if I was leading them into it, it, it seems like right now, you know, it's a tough order, but you have to get their egos in check against with each other. And you have they have to come together and be as one. So I would really have worked on that from – going into this match is, is, is having them kind of go through and figure it out. Okay. Well, well, I brought this to the table and he brought this table and we made this nice package, you know, and we put the bow on it with the tag team titles. Now let's just keep it under our, you know, tree for a little while. So, I mean, it, it's hard, Michael. It really is a difficult task. I mean, uh, and I hope they can find a way to, to, to unify themselves, and continue to win because it wouldn't uh, cataclysm and an L Ray to me are fun to watch, but uh, you know, their egos have to come together and perform as a tag team. And, and I don't, I just, I'm not sure. I would agree with that. You know, uh, especially this Saturday night, there's nothing. One thing I will mention, and I think this has been the undoing of them so far since becoming tag team champions is the fact that Taco Hell has been a tag team for what? Two months now, roughly, we'll say. Uh, and the fact of the matter is this. You have somebody, you have a team in the Vincent brothers that have been together since birth. And then you have the Titans of Violence who really, you know, almost meshing together as a tag team isn't really that hard in this case because they're just dominant physical you know for lack of a better term freaks and I think that's what could bring that could be what comes down the fact that you know that the experience of the Vincent brothers and their ability to mesh together you can't make up for experience and I believe that's what we're going to see this Saturday night, as I do agree with you, I think the Vincent brothers will finally be able to break through the uh, glass ceiling. Well, and I do too. And I, and I, I just, I, it's going to be an entertaining uh, match. It's going to be, pro, it's going to te- definitely be action packed. And, uh, you know, you're putting uh, six men in the same, you know, ring under under one match uh and you're putting you know tag team titles on the line um it's either going to be uh for one it's going to be the recipe to a, the to the, the to a championship and for uh four other men it's going to be a recipe for heartbreak so um i keep going back to that but what an appropriate name given what's on the line in all of these matches uh my hat's off to, you know, the ASWF and its team for, for putting this all together, and I can't wait to watch it. Absolutely. 
Well, Brad, we're right up against the break here. We're going to come right back with the infamous one, Double J, the infamous CEO of Infamous Inc. And uh, we're going to be talking about the MMA super fight, the MMA rules matchup between Insane Shane and the Suicide King right here on the other side of the break, Brad. We'll see you in just a moment. I don't know what you had in mind, but here we stand on opposing sides. Let's go to war. Let's go to war! Are you looking for the best deals for your vaping needs and accessories? Then check out the guys at Sub On Vapors. With daily specials on a wide selection of mods and juices, they will surely become your one-stop shop. Ray and the guys at Sub On Vapors located at 6929 JFK Boulevard, Suite C in North Little Rock, Arkansas. Want to see you? Join them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. But more importantly, visit the store or call 501-392-6487. Sub On Vapors. Vape it like you built it. further ado and brad i know you agreed but i do want uh the infamous one uh messaged me during the commercial break and wanted me to remind you uh to uh keep it respectful and all that um just uh, let get it michael, what michael, michael yes, i'm gonna sir. go ahead and tell you I, i'm i'm not an employee of aswf um i'm involved in other you know, promotions down here in, in central Arkansas and, and I'm happy to be doing that. So I'll let, you know, you welcome to me onto the show as a guest and, and in honor of that and the privilege to be on, on ASWF aftermath again, 
I will bide my, my tongue and, 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 and hold back from, from saying anything super derogatory, and I will let a a good manager uh, and the owner of Infamous Inc. And, and an employee, full-time employee of ASWF, I will let him have the floor, and, and uh, as long as he shows me the same uh, respect that I will give him, uh, I'm okay with that. Well, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, the infamous one, Double J and the infamous hour. Infamous one, you're about 72 hours away from just about every member of Infamous Inc. stepping into competition this Saturday. How's everything going in preparation? Before we walk onto the red carpet, Michael, there's a red button over there beside you. We need to mute the microphone of an ex-employee that shouldn't be on the radio. Please mute the microphone before I even, what they would call, spew anything out of here on the vibrant advocate of the central, or you call it northeast Arkansas, west Arkansas, the greatest manager in the natural state, comes aboard and brings the ratings up, Michael. Please mute the microphone of the gentleman that lost everything. Blah, blah, blah. We don't care. Kiss ass. What you got to do? There's no respect. I'm fat. I eat a buffet. We've heard your lame jokes, your wrestling career, that you're trying to get upon anything of the ASWF. We have moved on. We don't care. This is the new 2019 Infamous Inc., and we are in control. And I have been in control. The guys have been in control. Michael, I've listened about the Ace of Morta. She's losing the mass Saturday night, point blank. You got Excalibur. And stand the evolution champion because the Chenny championships I ever graced my hands on, I ever took a championship into the infancy or anything I ever managed a champion stays champion. Am I right, Michael? For the most part, I would agree with that. And I wish Cornbread was on here, even though he's got other duties, because man, it's Feels good to be in the northeast Arkansas area because that's where Infamous Inc. moved to, and that's where we moved our stations to. Morgan Williams is a phenomenal wrestler. I'm telling you, Michael, he is up in the western part of Tennessee making a name for himself. Just came Lions champion. I could talk about any organizations my guys go to because he is a true legend. And I he says he's not a Hall of Famer. I think he's a future Hall of Famer. And I manage a Hall of Famer as well. Excalibur, your evolution champion. Yes, sir, you certainly do and, and Josh Cross. And you listen to you listen to that guy call talk about Golden Corral. I mean I had a I had two fans, being honest, straight up, inbox me and say, hey, does Brad got his dentures in tonight? Because that toothless idiot going to make fun of your weight is uncalled for. You know what? I don't, go to go, I don't want to go to uh, Cheap Heat. 
I don't want to go to that level. I said, I can care less what he's got. You know, he, he, don't, he don't have anything. He has nothing to do with ASWF. He's working for these other organizations that work around 10 people or more. I mean, I work in crowds of 50 uh, to 150, 250, 350 people, and I have managed guys and been in this business longer than, than that guy has ever thought about even watching professional wrestling or WWE. I mean, Michael, you know more about wrestling on WWE than anybody does. But we're talking about ASMF aftermath called heartbreak. You'll see, and you're going to sit here and say, I'm going to be heartbroken. You know what? I think somebody else needs to go back to December the 15th. That was really heartbroken. And on the inside, I'm going to be honest with you, it was the most exciting thing that I've ever seen in my entire life. And that the role playing I had to play, it was all part of the plan. And that was all part of Josh's and getting rid. And I mean, uh, you know what? And I, I hate to put it that way. You know, Joey Britt, phenomenal. Been doing it for what? How many years, Michael? The commissionership should have been never even been even divided. And you, you still need to get get it right. I mean, you're still giving him, uh, calling him a co-commissioner. I, I understand. I was out there laughing at you last time. Yes, I am still adjusting to the fact that Joey Britt does have full commissionership, but. I certainly am glad that Joey Britt is the commissioner and the leader of the ASWF, and what a wonderful leader we have, including the fact that this man has uh, authorized one of the matches you mentioned earlier with one of your clients, Josh Cross versus D-Mike in a TLC match. I'm telling you right now, I'm circling that one, and, you know, Brad and me both have said it tonight here on the air, and I know you've been listening. There's a good chance that I believe D-Mike pulls something athletic and amazing out in that matchup and manages to win. You're right, Michael. I'm going to go ahead and agree with you, too. That's what I'm going to sit here and do and be an idiot. I'm going to go, yeah, 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 that's right, Michael. You know, after the fact, I guess you never caught on that, you know, even though Joey Britt argued with me, we have put full footage of uh, the, we've lost the two out of three falls. That's that's giving. I mean, you talking about sleep on it? I mean, hell, why we want to sleep on it? It happened. It's over. It's done. We don't bring up anything in the past because we keep moving forward. We don't stay at a neutral position or we move backwards. Why? You learn from your with your wounds. You you learn from your mistakes, and the mistake was. We should have had a better referee. And the fact is, Michael, that the fact's there. D. Michael had a loaded knee underneath a knee brace, or excuse me, I mean, a knee pad. That's what we, we brought paperwork up. Joey says, oh, he don't want to. You know, he's seen the footage. D. Mike cheated my client. But you know what? We didn't, we cried for a little bit. And we, we griped a little bit. But he's like, you know what? I told Shane. I said, there's bigger fish out there to fry. And we moved on from D-Mike. And Josh is having some little problems with the little uh, the little black cupcake, you know. And so I got a little inside. Josh has been in this business for a long time. And so we're doing things cordially and the right way, how to do things. And come this Saturday night, <laughs> I mean, coming from a uh, of being like he said and you said a referee's perspective and being a phenomenal athlete, you're right. But, you know, somebody was left in that cage of uh, uh, what y'all was talking about uh, last time. And I think it was Shane and D-Mike. 
and then Deadly Dell and and Josh, everybody got right back inside that cage and gave D-Mike a whipping of his life. I'm talking about you couldn't even see the marks because he's so black. But that's beside the point. Josh is going to make him blue. If you, if you feel where I'm going with that, I'm not trying to be racist. Don't even think about, you know, because on the railways, I'm saying that. We're going to make him blue. Josh is going to beat him black. He's already, he's already black, so he's going to be blue, black and blue. You get it? <laughs> but D-Mike, don't cut him out. Don't want to cut his legs off. Get him in the short of the doubt. It's a tables, ladders, and chairs. So that, that's Josh's playground. Josh is going to get a chair. He's going to wear him out with a chair, throw him through a table, ladders. I mean, it's going to be on top of that entranceway coming out. He can just get that, get that off and just ram it right down his throat. I mean, I, I don't even know how to even put it. I feel sorry for D-Mike because he, he listens to the fans. And and speaking of D-Mike, Michael, you got to put peanut butter and um, and jelly together. Somebody came out, and, and and at the beginning of one show, I guess it was for Bless His Heart, uh, 80s Sky, and came out there and just, I, I, I wasn't even at the building yet, and just started begging for forgiveness and wanting acceptance of, I'm so sorry, Ray raised this, Ray raised that. We'll get to Ray Ray in just a minute. They wants to go out there and help old good old D Mike that don't need no help. They want to stick his hand out and D Mike kind of just says, uh, "No thanks." <laughs> <laughs> Would you want to trust the snake, Michael? I, you know, the, uh, the snake that we had to leave leave playing and or let go is like a like a like a we raised for a while and you got to let them go. I Man, I've done this more than once and this is the last time I'm going to say it, Michael. You have to let a rattlesnake find his own ways. And apparently, sometimes, you have to make boots out of them. And I know you can hear me, Brad. You're the snake that's never going to be ever be tamed. But sooner or later, you ever come back to ASWF, we're going to have to make some boots out of you. And that means we're going to wear you out. I'm talking about we're going to knock the rest of your teeth out. We will absolutely, positively take to extremes to where where the police get involved. We, as a unit, will beat the hell out of you. And I will make sure this time you never come back. I mean, I gave you the last time when I was with the, the Norman Mecklenkopf era, I gave you a reason to live, to move on. But that's, that's just not, this is not about you because you're irrelevant. I just want to make some positive facts. But, Michael, your winner at Heartbreak is going to be, other than the Hall of Famer, former tag team champion, former Evolution champion, former ASWF heavyweight champion, Josh Ross. Well, infamous one, I certainly wouldn't uh, think you would think any differently, but you did uh, mention Mr. Hicks, so I am going to bring him back on right now to respond to what you said. Brad, I'm not sure. Can you hear me? I got it unmuted. No, I can hear you. I, okay, I, I go definitely ahead. Can hear you. 
and I could hear what uh, the infamous one had to say. And, uh, you know, let, let's talk facts. Uh, am I missing teeth? Absolutely. I've never denied that. Am I out of wrestling at ASWF? Absolutely. But, you know, there's one thing you can't do, Gerald. You've never been able to admit the truth. You skirt around it or you run from it when times get tough. Now, we all know that to be a fact, right? Absolutely. But you're still going to pay for that fact, right? Absolutely. But I'm going to tell you this, you son of a bitch. You threaten me, I'm not in that damn company, boy. I'm not a professional wrestler. I'm not a manager. I'm a normal human being. And you talk about coming over the rail. You always say, come over the rail, come to our world. Well, fat ass, I'm not going to be inside the rail. So you come over the rail and join the human world, and you come at me, bro. Come at me. Bring your ass to me. Why has it got to be you and your boys? It's always been you and your boys that put me out on the, on the, on, on the, the road to, to irrelevancy, as you say. It was Norman Meklikov. Yeah, I get it. I had no, I had no chance against Norman. You knew that. Do I have a chance against Morgan, Josh, or whoever else you claim is in the infamous ink? No. But see, there's one thing, and it's a fact, you can't back up. And I watched it on the DVD from last Saturday night. You talked about Ray's dad. And when he flipped the table over, well, you ran away. See, in my checkered past, Double J, this is where I'm a man, and you ain't nothing but a little girl. Because I talked about his dad, and I should have never done it. But you know what? I did it face-to-face, and I suffered the repercussions of it. I didn't run away. So when you get your story straight there, greatest manager in the, in the state of Arkansas, you powerful piece of crap, quit being a sissy, because it's a family show. I can't say what I want to say. Be a man. If you're going to talk the talk, say it to their face. Do it one-on-one. Show me what you really got. But you won't do that because you plant your boys out there. And I'm, I'm, no, I'm no, you know, if, if anything, I was a manager. I'm no competitor. So I don't stand a chance against Josh Cross and those guys. But I am on your playing field. But you won't say that to my face if I showed up in that middle of that ring Saturday night, would you? No, you wouldn't. Because you'd bring your boys out there and you'd have them beat me down Business as usual, right, for Infamous Inc.? I get it. I get it. So go ahead and berate me all you want to and do what you got to do, bro. Whatever makes you feel better and sleep better at night. Because I'm, I'm, I'm good and golden being toothless and unemployed at ASWF. I'm golden with that. There's nothing you can say that can hurt me, ever. And you speak about the acting and the playwrights that you did. Well, I can tell you this, and I won't go into any detail, but I'm going to tell you this right now. <laughs> you weren't the only one that was up to some sinister things against some sinister people that night. I can promise you that. Well, gentlemen, I'm going to ask you both to, once again, remain calm, remain civil, and uh, especially now. I know there's a lot of tension uh, for this matchup coming up Saturday night. Uh, but let's go ahead and talk about the MMA-style matchup. Uh, we've arrived there. 
Insane Shane comes in against the Suicide King, Ray Ray. Uh, Double J, I'm going to go to you first. I know that training camp has pretty much come to an end, and right now you guys are just uh, solidifying your game plan a little over 72 hours before we get to heartbreak. How confident are you feeling heading into this Saturday night uh, against the Suicide King? Hey, Michael, can you hear me? Yes, sir. <laughs> I, I'm just... <laughs> I, I, I want I want to get on the air here and just let everybody know from Infamous Inc. We we want to, uh, and Michael as the voice should go ahead and address it. I'm going to do his job for him. We want to apologize for the foul language, and uh, we want to apologize uh, going ahead and somebody getting in their feelings and Maybe they got their panties all up in the crack, and and they, they want to call me all these filthy names, and you know I accept that. And uh, Michael, what's great about being me is that there's nothing that, that big boy can uh, ever uh, provoke, and history's going to rewrite itself over and over and over. I'm like the Donald Trump of the United States. Let's put it that way. Everywhere I go. My unit is going to be there, and that's just a part of the, the whole sequence of the, all this. And it's not the same as when somebody was riding the coattails or tr- trying to collect a payroll check or, or get anything out of when sucking the, 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 the winds of the infamous one. I uh, just got to cut ties and cut the, cut the kite and let it fly and hope it don't crash before it crashed and landed, but. Going into, we're not quitting training. Excalibur, great, great individual, Michael. Very great uh, uh, gentleman to get to know, and that's something hard for so many people to to understand. Just because you want to go and kiss the babies and and kiss the fans or the freeze or the no-necks, whatever you want to call it, I mean, you just want to understand that Sometimes there's a lot of good and a lot of knowledge in some people if you seek them out. And that right there, Excalibur, has been involved with Shane and Shane experiencing or sharing his experience as well, videos and fights. And and uh, so is Excalibur showing him stuff as well. Training at this time is still in session. I'm in the office of the Infamous Inc., and they're in the other part of the building doing in the exercise uh, gym and, and the ring and the where there is a cage. Uh, is there going to be a cage? Everything's going to be about MMA rules. So there should be a cage set up this Saturday for the cage fight, uh, for an MMA fight. Is that correct? Or is uh, Ray and his stupid family uh, didn't think of all that through? I mean, and I, being a man about that, I've said it to Ray's face, uh, you know, I've said a lot of things to Ray, but we'll get into that in just a minute. But, Michael, answer that question. Is there is all the regulations going to be there? Is uh, uh, there going to be an MMA uh, referee? Is there going to be an MMA cage set up? Is there going to be breaks? Is there going to be an MMA uh, referee involved in the rules exactly that we know it should be involved? Because if that ain't, my attorneys are already accepted. And I've always been in, in contact with Arkansas Athletic Commission, Michael. As far as I know, right now, 
The ring will be set up uh, without a cage. It'll be uh, like Japan, where they have uh, used to have what's called the Pride Fighting uh, League. Uh, so there will be just the ring. Uh, it'll be three five-minute rounds. There will be an official present. And there will also be three judges should it go all um, all three rounds. There will be judges uh, there to there to uh, go ahead and uh, render a decision. Now I'm going to pose my next question to Brad. Uh, Brad, being that you've watched MMA for as long as you have, and you're somewhat of a uh, somewhat of an expert in a lot of fights and watching and knowing what to watch for and things like that. I have to ask you, how do you break down this fight? Because that's exactly what it is. It's not a wrestling match. This is going to be a fight this Saturday night in the Valiant Arena with the Suicide King and Insane Shane. Well, I mean, as if, if there's one intangible that the Suicide King has, going into this it's resiliency um has he shown in in the weeks leading up to this uh his mixed martial arts training coming through there's been bits and pieces of it uh i'm not sure there's going to be a i'm not sure there's really going to be a need for judges i don't see this fight going the distance um, I know I've got infamous ink down 0-2 but I think and, and as much as I as much as I really don't want to say this having followed UFC Pride, uh, Bellator having actually broadcast uh, you know shows for fight promotions uh, here and abroad I've got to give the edge and a very nervous edge to Insane Shane because of what he does for a living. Uh, Ray, you know, a professional wrestler for a living, while Insane Shane, a professional MMA artist who broke into professional wrestling. So if this was a wrestling match, I would obviously give the edge to Ray. But considering that, you know, the innovation that ASWF's come up with to actually incorporate a mixed martial arts ruled match, uh, fight into ASWF on at Heartbreak. I have to give the edge to to Shane and and I as much as I want to see the Suicide King, you know, beat Insane Shane. I really don't see it happening, and and that's just that that's the honesty coming out in me and the you know the prognosticator in me coming out and saying that. Uh, the fans are going to have to get behind him and get behind him big time, and, and they're going to have to hope that Shane makes his change because if Shane executes his matchup, Michael, it, it it could be a short night for the Suicide King as bad as I don't want to see it. Well, I mean, Brad, and I will mention, I do have confirmation. Uh, just came across my desk that Joey Britt has officially been uh, assigned this MMA rule-style contest. But, Brad, last week I mentioned something. I think if Ray wants to be victorious in this contest, he's got to come out and he's got to look for the home run. He's got to look for the knockout early, or he's got to find some way to submit Shane quick. 
I believe, though, honestly, and I'll be completely forthright, I believe that that is going to be his undoing, and I believe that it could uh, – that it's going to come to bite him, and I believe Shane will pick up the victory and get it in the first round by submission probably. But, uh, Brad, I mean, that's the only way I see it possibly uh, going well, I believe, is if he tries to get it done quick and do it by knockout. Yeah, you're right. I mean – is we've seen the photos that the infamous ones posted about the work that Shane's done, where you see the Suicide King laid out on the you know on the canvas, obviously having been choked out, and Shane gloating above him, you know, sitting there. We've seen it. We've, we've you know, unfortunately, we see it almost every single day. So I mean, there's no there's no doubt about that that this is going to have to be where the stand-up game uh, has to come into play for Ray. It, it, I think if this goes to the ground and Shane's able to lock that in, I don't think there's a chance. And, and, and I hope it doesn't come to that, but that, that's going to have to – Michael, I hate to agree with you on this one. I, I think it's submission in the first round, and that breaks my heart. <laughs> it breaks my heart, Double J. <laughs> I'm gonna sit here listening, listening to the sorrows, because I'm gonna cut this out for you, Michael. Because I think that you're not putting all everything together. Maybe uh, that you forgot, and you're gonna start starting Stanley stuttering Stanley again on me. Uh, but you're forgetting. I guess everybody's playing the violin for Ray already. Everybody's not giving the Ray Ivy. Uh, any chance, and, and and that's funny because I'm glad that you two individuals see what Infamous Inc. has been saying this whole time, and, Michael, you just stuck your foot in your mouth. TK ain't really showed him nothing, has he? Oh, you forgot about that, didn't you? You forgot about that. That's the guy supposedly showing Ray what to do. I think he's really showing Ray, and, you know, and, and Brad mentioned earlier I went to Golden Corral. No, I didn't go to Central Arkansas. I just stayed here at the compound. At the Infamous Inc. and and I ate here and ate out of the refrigerator and, and I ate before eight and after eight. I mean, we're living life, baby. I mean, uh, Michael TK's probably still showing him how to eat the chicken right. He's uh, showing him how how things are how to rotate a camera. <laughs> I mean, Ray Ray is going. We're absolutely inside his head. And you call him the suicide king. So is he going to come as Ray Ivy, and hopefully maybe come as Ray Ivy and try to be an MMA fighter, or is he going to come as a suicide king and absolutely lose every? Just go ahead, since everybody wants the profanity on here, lose his shit, and he just just go nuts and and just go ahead and cost him himself anyway. You know what? Here is what his whole life Ray has cost everybody. If you think about it, Ray has cost. Everybody trouble, especially his family. And I know this because his sister reached out to me. So disappointment in what Ray has done over the years. Do you know, Michael, it's through history, and I don't care if it hurts anybody's feelings. I don't care if it shouldn't be said on the air, because I want you to know, Ray Ivy, I heard that through the grapevine that you did at one time have a beautiful wife and you used to love a woman. But, you know, when that tragedy had to happen, you finally came out of the closet 
and you said, hey, I'm gay, that's a big shocker to everybody. Your dad didn't even appreciate you, Ray. Your mom couldn't accept you. Your sister hated you. And you think I'm scared, Brad? I ain't the one that stood in the ring and get hit with a kendo stick. I was dragged to the ring. There's a difference between me and you. The thing is, I stand up to fear, and I look at it in the eyes, and I say it over the airwaves, I'm not a competitor for Ray. You know, that's a good thing. Because I didn't take the lashings, and I will not to this day be ever be touched by the Suicide King or the Ray Elvis Ivy. Because I will make wrestling great again, and I have. And we will keep going with Morgan, Excalibur, Insane Shane, Josh. And you know what? You two individuals don't even know, and you will never. You will see it firsthand in the works before this year is up. There's more people than what you see in front of you that's been here the whole time as Infamous Sink. And it's going to come in numbers. And I said we came in numbers. We come in many forms and shapes and sizes. Ray, this Saturday night, you, I don't care if you're standing or you go to the ground, the most embarrassing thing that I told your sister on social media that she's going to be witness, and if your dad, the Midnight Cowboy, comes this Saturday, what he's going to witness is Shane beating your face before Joey Brick can even ring the bell or whatever, calls it off. He's going to beat your bloody face into the canvas. This ain't wrestling. This is MMA fighting. And I'm telling you, Ray, there is about, I looked on, looked it up, about, what, 104 pieces of bones in your face. And I guarantee it, 100 of them is going to be shattered. So you need to think about something as you listen to my voice on the airways, right? Is it worth your fans? Is it worth your family to sacrifice your life? Because you want to put out there that to beat you, to kill you for you beat you. We're going to beat you. We're not going to kill you. We're going to beat you, and we're going to keep beating you. And you're going to just sitting there suffocating your own blood. Do you hear me, Ray? I'm not playing with you. We are infamous ink, and we are in control. Infamous one, I do want to ask you one thing. Obviously, the confidence at a um, at a all time high in the compound heading into this uh, Saturday night at Heartbreak. Uh, the thing I want to ask you is something that you never want to obviously see happen with your clients or anything. But if you were to drop a match this Saturday night and lose one of your contests that your guys are in, is there one that you'd rather lose more than another? Uh, Especially, I understand the situation at an all-time high in this MMA-style matchup, but is there a contest you'd rather lose and it'll hurt the infamous ink less than any other? So you're talking about we should uh, go ahead and sacrifice the match this weekend and, 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 and it'd be okay for us to lose it? Is there a match that would hurt less for you guys to lose? 
Uh, Michael, to answer your question, if you ain't first, you're last. And I've never seen anything, any matches, as these individuals have now had a meeting and they, they have signed on and the sacrifices, they know what's going on about Infamous Inc. and what you have to do now to get and stay. You can't just quit because you can't just quit Infamous Inc. There's no opting out now. When you sign with me, there's there's just more. And see, that's what that's what that individual on the other side of the phone that's with you co-hosting does not understand in that little pea brain of his. There's no opting out now. There's more people involved than anything in this world. There's 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 contracts. There's there's also uh, uh, we call that Michael. Uh, there's also uh, you know when you do something wrong or you know you have to pay the popper. You, you, they know there's thoughts and there's lines to be biding by. There's no losing. So every individual knows there's no losing. So there's only if you're first, you're, you got to be first. You can't be last. You know, that's what what we our goal is. We're always going to be first. There's never no second. We're not second best to anybody. We are first at ASWF in the state of Arkansas. We're not second best to any company. You want to work with any of our individuals, there's, there's payrolls involved. We are first. We're not last. We're not jobbing out to anybody. We're not losing to anybody. We're not going to do it. We're going in and we're fighting for one thing and one thing only, and that's the W. There's no losing. Well, infamous one, I'm going to ask you as we have to cut the infamous hour short a little bit because we still have uh, the ASWF championship match to break down. Uh, I do have to ask you, though, your final thought for this Saturday night, what's going to be the lasting impression that Infamous Inc. leaves on ASWF Heartbreak? That you got to uh, be in control and, 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 and forget that, you, you know, the cue cards that maybe if somebody didn't write you this week, maybe your co-host didn't write you, but you never cut the hour short. I got things I got to do real quick with Shane. And uh, the rest of the guys, they're waiting on me uh, downstairs. So what's going to happen this Saturday, Michael, I want you to be 100%. I want you to get a lot of sleep this week. I want you to get all your notes, your journalism done, your uh, your uh, whatever you have to do, the, your, your video time, whatever. Uh, Michael, I really want when I say this, I'm being serious and sincere to you. This Saturday, I'm going to leave this. In both y'all's ears, and I want if you come down there to that show, Harding University's going to be there. Everybody should be there because I promise you, this Saturday night will, and here on from this Saturday, Michael, keep this in mind. From this Saturday on, will be shocking. Have a great day. Well, certainly. Uh... <laughs> I certainly do appreciate the infamous one coming on here tonight. Uh, Brad, I don't know if I can deal with much more shocking from uh, infamous Inc. Yeah, he's, he, he made a good point, and for the first time, he told the truth. There, there will be some shockers from here on out. I can assure you of that. Um. Apparently, the infamous one 
I had to have just finished watching Talladega Nights because uh, I wasn't quite sure if, if it was the infamous one or Ricky Bobby there for a minute, but uh, it, it is what it is. Uh, you see, the thing is, oh, no, that, that's what he said. Um, I do apologize for for losing my cool um, when he first came on. Uh, I wasn't quite sure what he meant by he confronted the Suicide King face-to-face because he ran. I didn't. Um, I took my kendo stick shots uh, for what I unfortunately said. He was drugged to the ring. So, I mean, you see what I'm saying here, Michael, when we go back and you dissect what he's had to say. It's full of innuendo, and it's hypocritical at at best. But it is what it is. We've got an ASWF championship match to talk about. Uh, And and I'm really just – I'm tired of talking about him. I'm going to tell you this. uh, There's going to be some surprises – at heartbreak, and and it's going to be something you're going to want to watch. I would completely agree with that. Now, Brad, you did hit on it, and as I did before, we do have um, I do have a you know a, we do have the ASWF championship on the line this Saturday night. The unhinged Will Cage is going to defend against the man who. He wasn't able to beat a man who ha- did not lose the title inside of the ring. Uh, it was a triple threat contest that Will Cage won to become the ASWF champion. This Saturday night, I believe, is going to be the proving ground for Will Cage, so to speak. Since becoming the ASWF champion, now he's got to go against the man that he didn't beat for the title, the former champion, Steve-O, for the ASWF championship. How do you handicap this thing? Uh, I think that – I don't know. I don't know, Michael, where this is going to go. I mean, Steve-O, Steve-O is, is – Obviously, destined to to uh, and driven to be a champion again, but uh, it, it's hard to pry the championship out of its owner's hands. At the, you know, and so it's going to be a tall order for Steve-O, and I don't know if if he can do it or not. Well, and that's the thing, you know. It's kind of uh, it's kind of crazy to think, uh, you know, this Saturday night will mark one year since the ASWF switched hands and went into the psychotic savior's hands, cataclysm, one year ago. Uh, this Saturday night at ASWF Heartbreak was when Cataclysm won the ASWF championship last year, and obviously he held on to it all the way through the anniversary show. But with that being said, you know, it's kind of almost poetic justice heading into this occasion that Will Cage is the ASWF champion. And, um, you know, what is the situation that is 
you know, it, it's going to really come down to, I believe, that ripcord knee versus the mandible claw. Because if either of them hit their home run, it's going to be lights out. So, I mean, I think this is almost a race. Who can set it up and who can finish things off in this contest? You know, I and I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say this. Uh, a lot of people are doubting the unhinged Will Cage heading into this contest. I believe that Will Cage will defeat Steve-O, and I believe that Will Cage will continue his reign as ASWF champion, only this time there will be no excuses, and, uh, you know, he's going to be looked at as the rightful champion, something, and he'll finally get that respect, I guess, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, well, Michael, you know as well as I do that uh, as well, I mean, because I've always said it, that a champion is not a champion until he defends his title, and uh, I think so that Will Cage is a is a is a deserving champion, and and I think that um, I think that Stevo was a really good champion, and so I'm torn in this match. Uh, you you know I like both of them. Uh, I like both of their work ethics uh, and their moral values and, and things of that nature. I really uh, would have to give the edge to Will Cage. Uh, on on the aspect that that Will Cage has has something that I think he's desired for a long time, and I don't think he wants to give it up. Um, and that mandible claw, let's be honest, can come out of nowhere. Whereas that ripcord knee, as you call it, or whatever, be applied in certain situations. So. I I just feel like the advantage goes to the champion in this match, and I think that the unhinged Will Cage walks out of heartbreak uh, your ASWF champion, uh, although it wouldn't necessarily, you know, upset me if Steve-O were to win it. Uh, I definitely give the advantage to Will Cage in this match. Well, I mean, you look at it, Wrapped up in that ASWF championship. Do you believe that that could be his undoing? Uh, Michael, you—I um, do apologize. I—you kind of cut in on out on me on that one. I said with the ASWF championship, really uh, everything that Steve-O seems to be since becoming the ASWF champion. I mean, of course, uh, you know, I think that has a, a bearing on just about everything, you know. Uh, I think it, I think if you obsess over something, you know, and you obsess over it too long, it's like they say, study long, study wrong. I think you have to have a healthy obsession, and I think 
over obsession is is very unhealthy and, and I, it creates a hindrance. And and, and Steve-O could be uh, could be on that borderline uh, of being unhealthy, obsessive with that, if that makes any sense. Um, but then again, you know, in this business, that title or a title defines your legacy. You know, are we talking about Ric Flair today if he hadn't won that title 16 times? No, we're not. So there's a a balancing act of obsession and reality that you have to follow. And so absolutely that could be a downfall to Steve-O. You know, um, if you obsess over that title too much, you know, you're going to make mistakes in trying to capture that. And I think that, you know, for you said it perfectly, and that's another reason that I don't think that, that Steve-O can capture that title again from Little Cage because it does make sense. He's defined by that title in his, in his mind when there's so many positives to say about Steve-O in his career. Um, you know, if I was managing Steve-O, I would tell him, dude, it's, it's okay. You know, you're gonna, you, you've got what it takes to win that title. Just go out there and get it done. Don't press the action. Let it come to you and, and, and do what you got to do. Um, but I think he might get caught up in pressing the moment and that's when the manable claw will come out and, and it will probably spell the end for, for Steve-O. I, I I do completely agree with you. That's how I see it as well, uh, Brad. But we've got about ten minutes left, Brad. The next time we they hear our voices, it's going to be ASWF Heartbreak. Tell me your final thoughts as we head into Heartbreak and what your lasting impression of ASWF Heartbreak will be at the end of the night. I tell you this. Um, you know, Michael. You know, I will be. I will be. Oh, I was 40 years old on November the 12th, and so that dates me back to being born in 1978. And so, growing up, I was a kid. Uh, you know, in a time when social media didn't exist, when cell phones didn't exist, when golf clash, uh, bejeweled, whatever, Fortnite, none of that existed. PlayStation didn't exist. Nintendo was your thing. Uh, you know, you came home when the streetlights came on, or you better have been home <laughs> uh, when the streetlights came on. But, you know, there were what we called board games back then. And there was a game called Mousetrap. And I don't know if you remember it, mm-hmm. but you had to, you had to make your, 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 what do you call it, your piece, your game piece. You didn't want to get caught in the mousetrap is what I remember. My lasting impression, I think, Saturday night is going to be who gets caught in the mousetrap and who doesn't, whether it's an obsession over a title, whether it's putting yourself in a situation you didn't fully expect to be put in, or whether it's something appears that shouldn't have appeared, or maybe something from the outside you just never know so that's my impression is that we're playing a big game of mousetrap and we're going to be watching the biggest game of mousetrap being played at aswf heartbreak as we hit the on-ramp to 
the road to anniversary 20. And, um, you know, take that for what it is. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're seeing the birth, uh, in, in, of the infamous ink. And unfortunately, from what it sounds like, it's going to be the infamous one up to his nefarious tactics. Apparently he's rounded up some of some, some heavy hitters and, uh, that's scary. But you know, sometimes Michael, sometimes just sometimes you don't fully think about what you obsess over and you get caught in the trap. So that's going to be my cryptic take from heartbreak as I, Hopefully leave the Valiant Arena uh, In one piece Because I will be there Watching the action uh, Because I can't wait to see it Even though You know I I have my doubts about The outcome of some of the matches Based on experience and stuff I'm you know fearful of that But at the same time I I don't want to miss this show because of how great and how much is on the line. Like I said before, I'm, I'm not, I, I don't, I don't have a dog in the fight. You know, I have my favorites, but uh, this to me is almost unfair to the anniversary show to set the bar this high when you're just starting the road to the show. I would agree with that. This definitely sets the bar high. And I mean, Definitely going to be a heck of an environment, ladies and gentlemen. You are not going to want to miss this show. And you're going to want to come out early, ladies and gentlemen, because we are going to have a packed house this Saturday night. Harding University on their way to the Valiant Arena for ASWF Heartbreak. Be there, ladies and gentlemen, 201 Highway 367 North in Tuckerman, Arkansas. As uh, Michael, CNM before, you, before you wrap it up. Show. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't mean to interrupt you, but before you wrap it up, if you don't mind, since you allowed me to be a guest on the show, I'm going to go, go ahead, ahead and give you some inside information that I know. Tomorrow mm-hmm. night, if there's anybody in the listening area, I encourage you all to come out to Rumors Bar and Grill for Rumble at Rumors, because, Michael, I will personally be walking to ringside with the one and only Ray Ivy. Oh wow. Okay. So a just, little bit of added security before Saturday night. I know the infamous one and infamous Inc. laid out that gauntlet saying that anytime, anywhere, Ray Ray better watch his back or have you been in talks with Ray or are you watching his back? I can tell you this right now, Michael, after what was said about me by the infamous one, as you know, Michael, I, for a long time, I was the deliverer of, of injustice. And I am making it my sole mission in life now to right wrongs. And so you can put the hit out, and I'm only one person, but as far as it goes down here, I will have anyone's back, and I will be the eyes of a few people just in case the infamous one or the infamous ink decides to stick their nose into any kind of business down here. I will make sure 
that there is some form of backup in place for this for Ray uh, tomorrow night at Rumors Bar and Grill for sure. <coughs> well, I certainly am glad to hear that, and I'm glad you're going to be there, ladies and gentlemen. And yes, you are right. If you have any way to make it to Hot Springs, be there tomorrow night at Rumors Bar and Grill. The show's going to start at ten. It's a 21 and up show, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you come in advance so you can get a good seat because I can guarantee you that's going to be another packed house. But like I was uh, saying a second ago, you're going to want to be there very early this Saturday night with Harding University coming out. You can guarantee the stands are going to be packed. And, uh, you know, like Brad said on many an occasion before, the ticket price, it really couldn't be any better. Oh, my goodness. $5, ladies and gentlemen, gets you in to see all of this great action inside of the ASWF. And, and snack I, bar, Michael. The snack bar. <laughs> the snack bar ASWF is amazing. They got these chicken chips really in there is. now. Yeah. I mean, good Lord. Have, I you, had tried, a couple have of... you tried some of the new stuff? Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. When I was there for the 80 Sky Show, I look, I'm telling you right now, Michael, besides the action, I'm, I'm looking forward to standing in line at the at the SmackDown uh, bar over there because at the 80 Sky Benefit Show, I was able to enjoy a, a refreshing Mountain Dew and I had some, what I mean, I had some, I think I had a hot dog and some chicken strips and and I don't think I broke the bank for it either. That's the good thing about it. This is wholesome family fun entertainment and I do apologize for losing a little bit of that earlier, but I'm telling you, you're going to get great action. You're going to get great food. And for three, three and a half hours, however long it is, you're going to get some of the best entertainment there is. And like I said, you know, I won't mention them again, but this is going to be the weekend for independent wrestling in the state of Arkansas. If you want to watch wrestling, you've got your opportunity Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So stay tuned to social media and do this, do this for me. I want to ask mm-hmm. the fans to do this. You have access to the ASWF page. And you got your cell phone, your smartphone. Snap a picture uh, in the arena. Tap a 10-second video. Let's upload those to the ASWF page, and, and let's show independent wrestling around the globe what the ASWF and its fan base is all about. Because you know what? ASWF hasn't been here for 19 years because it has great competition. It's got great competition, but it's got greater fans. And, and Michael, I'm telling you right now, for 5 bucks. Kids six and up get in or under get in for free. Six and under get in for free. You can't. You're not going to want to miss it. So be there Absolutely. for ASWF Heartbreak, people. Be there. Come out support Ray. He needs all your support. D Mike, uh, if you support Infamous Inc., you might want to go get checked. But hey, we're cool with that. <laughs> Everybody's got to have fans. I mean, we get it. But you know what I'm saying? I'm going to be there, and I'm going to listen to some great commentary from you and Cornbread, and. Um, I'm going to, you know, get to see the Commissioner Joy Britt in action, the Rock and Ricky Rollin intro that comes out with the, the music. And uh, obviously, you know, I'm going to see Steve-O, Will Cage, uh, the Battle Royal. We, we, we talked about it in the first hour. It's going to be awesome. But anyway, Michael, mm-hmm. I can ramble on forever about how great this is going to be. Oh, it is. It's going to be great. And I do. I want to do you one better. Go ahead and upload those pictures and those little clips to ASWF Wrestling. 
and uh, on Facebook and use the hashtag ASWF Heartbreak. Like Brad said, let everybody know that we do have the greatest fan base in professional wrestling, better than even some of them big companies up north in uh, in professional wrestling. We do. We truly believe we have the greatest fan base. But ladies and gentlemen, for my co-host, uh, Brad Hicks, I am Michael Carnahan. We will see you Saturday night, ladies and gentlemen, for ASWF Heartbreak. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.